Hey, and welcome to this episode of Binge and Purge. I'm John, and that's Meryl. This week, we're going to be talking about series, uh, season one of Demon Slayer. Yep. Uh, you watched uh, you watched this when it came out, and I just finished watching it this week. Um, you're you're the one who suggested it this week. So, when did this originally come out? Was it 2019? Yeah, this was like spring of 2019. Also, mm-hmm. I do want to end up prefacing this with the fact that neither of us speak Japanese, and we're going to butcher a lot of these names and things of that nature. I'm going to try my best. I know the two main characters, I can say their names. There's some other ones that yeah. aren't as good. <clears throat> and there's so, also some of them that, like, with my notes, it's just like, oh, this is this is Butterfly Lady or fucking uh, Spider Demon. Yeah. Yeah. yeah or I get, Drum I, Demon. I get you on that. So, the basic plot of Demon Slayer, we have a young boy that becomes a Demon Slayer after his family, most of his family is slaughtered by a demon, and his sister is turned into a demon. Um, It takes place during the Taisho era of Japan, which is, like, between 1912 and 1926. Okay, okay. Yeah, so that gives you a idea of, it's not like a current day setting, but it's not like an Edo area era either because they do go to a place that has a large city but you can also tell that where the main character tanjiro is from is more rural yeah he is (laughs) well i mean he's not even as rural as say inusuke which you know comes in later in midge so but yeah you know tanjiro is off in the mountains and then he comes home and his family's all killed up by a demon. And then, you know, he sees his sister, tries to, you know, revive her. But then all of a sudden, since she didn't die all the way, she turned into a de- demon. I think that's how it worked. Um, no, it's, uh, <clears throat> this is kind of spoilers, but this whole podcast is spoilers. Um, she was the only way to become a demon is if you are specifically turned into a demon by um right putz, Muzan. Muzan. yeah uh so yeah he's like i i do enjoy how this show kind of has a thing with their demons but a lot of their rules are kind of just vampires like Muzan is Dracula, the head vampire, the or the head demon that turns everybody into demons. That's like Dracula, right? Um, yeah, kind of. I I think it is a little bit more of the demons kind of take some of his power, or like he gives he gives demons some of his power. He yes, that definitely comes in. He has an essence about him that he is able to bestow more of the demon's powers because the demons have a lot of different abilities most of it's like strength and regeneration but then they also just kind of get magic abilities which for the demon slayers is hard for them to combat because they're just straight regular straight up humans but they employ breathing techniques called breaths which give them special powers and then tanjiro our you know protagonist boy definitely has a background with his parentage and whatnot uh he also he uh 
Uh, yeah, t- uh, Tanjiro definitely has um, two other things that kind of make him a little bit above human. Uh, one is his extraordinary sense of smell. He can. Literally... I love his sense of smell. I I love how <laughs> that is like one of his special abilities that just comes in handy and is so useful and has let him trigger in on the big bad demon man. Yeah, well, it's because Look, he can. Man, lady. He can. He can. Uh, person. Person. Uh, yes. de- demon. 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 Big bad demon. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, he can literally like he can smell traps. He can. Um. There's this thing, it's called, like, the the final thread or whatever. He can literally, like, smell where he's got to swing his sword and when to to do the final strike on, on a demon. I don't know that that final thread was directly linked to his smell. I think that was more with his training, oh, the, too. Oh, uh, yeah, that, mu- that might have been more with, yeah, the, the, the water. Total breath concentration and everything like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the first part of this is like you were saying is his family is killed and he has to deal with his sister who's now a demon, his sister, uh, Nezuko, who's now a demon. Uh, but she is not a normal demon because uh, she has retained some of her bond to Tanjiro when yes. she was in the midst of her transformation and he was trying to restrain her their connection as family has made it to where she is a special case when it comes to demons because yeah normally demons uh to get more powerful they need to uh consume humans or devour they specifically say devour humans like they don't they 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 tend to just phrase it that way um but it's um it's apparently the more humans a demon devours the more just generally powerful they become right and i think i think that's where they get more of that that magic is just the the demons that actually do possess more powers than just like regeneration and cuz it, it's it is literally they cannot die Unless they're in the sunlight, or they're killed by a demon slayer's blade, or by Muzan. So uh, there is also, a thing. Also, so the demon slayer's blades are made uh, with a special alloy called sunsteel, and they need to be decapitated by one of those blades. They also die from sunlight and a poison made by a herb called wisteria. Yeah, wisteria. It's really cool. It's like a glowing purple tree. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty brutal too. Uh but also uh Sunsteel um it changes color depend depending on who uh wields it. Right, depending and... on their different breath techniques, I believe it's kind of based around and things of that nature. Um, well, uh, well, there's a thing where uh, the the swordsmith, uh, who I do think is a very funny character, he only shows up a couple times. I love the he, swordsmith guy. He, he, when, when he when he goes at uh, Tanjiro with a knife and yeah. like you anytime, broke my blade. Oh my god! And then when Inusuke starts smashing his stuff, I mean, mm-hmm. Inusuke is one of my favorite characters. He's the boar headed guy. He's a simple simple kind of bumpkin from nowhere but he's just brutal and wields two swords that he smashes so that they have jagged edges and when you do get to see his face he's kind of 
pretty lady boy face, so it's uh, yeah, kind of comical it, it, in that nature. This show does have oh, a yeah. good balance of, you know, brutal action mixed with, you know, lighthearted comedy here and there. Yeah, uh, it, yeah, yeah uh, Tanjiro is such a... He's, he's a sweet young boy, and he tries to see the best in people, and that sometimes leads to funny things. Um... And well, there is a um, there is another thing where he is v- so empathetic. Tanjiro is so empathetic to demons. There, th- almost every time he kills a demon, he's just like, "Oh, they had such sadness in their eyes. I hope they can find peace now." Right, right, right. That is definitely a cool thing about this show and what makes its storytelling good because it gives you these brutal characters that you're just like, oh, this is vile, disgusting. And then you learn its backstory and you, you know, start to empathize. When something can make you empathize with a bad guy, that's when I start to love it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I, I don't know why. I don't know what that says about me. I think that's why I really like the DC Forever Evil storyline i uh yeah stuff like that just love it but um yeah so the first five episodes are referred to as the final selection arc that's all of you know just learning about the basic premise of demons and demon slayers uh when nezuko and tanjiro are first you know having their interaction they're met by a demon slayer um they're met by, um, I yeah, don't know how fucking... to say his name. It's like Giyu, uh, right? He is one of the... Hashira. Yeah, he's, he's one of the, the Hashira. Hashira, yeah. And then, um, yeah, he, he ends up sparing them and tells Tanjiro to find, essentially, the guy that trained him. Oh, uh, yeah, Mr. He... Uh, Ukurodaki. Yeah, and that's where, you know, he gets the training and then, you know, sends him to do the whole, you know, Demon Slayer kind of trials, if you will. Yeah, what I really liked in this is that in this whole five episodes, two years pass. Because and um, throughout his his whole training and everything and throughout his whole training... Nesco's just asleep. She's just in, like, a coma for two years. And that's how she regains her sustenance rather than feeding on people. Whenever she comes out... So, that's the thing. With Nezuko being a demon now, she's kept in a box the majority of the time. uh, To protect her from sunlight and, you know, just so that people don't see a fucking demon. Right? Um, they also put a muzzle on her, which is one of my biggest complaints about this show, is just, like, how it's... that character is portrayed with that way, and, like, the subservient nature of it makes me feel generally uncomfortable. Um, she, you know, she pops out and does some badass stuff, and you're like, hey, that's a strong female character, but she's not actually a strong female character because she doesn't have lines, and she doesn't, she doesn't you know... Have characteristics right which the characteristics that she does portray are animalistic which i get it or demon but or you you are kind of right i was gonna say childlike but but it is kind of like no she's kind of acting like a cat 
she kind of acts cat, like a kitty or cat a puppy when, or something when, like when that. You know, uh, not, yeah. not just kicking a demon's head right the fuck off. Yeah, no. When she's kicking ass, though, it's fucking dope. But, you know, the rest of the time. <laughs> yeah. That so she... that that there, is, there is by far where... my biggest complaint of this show is just Nezuko's kind of character. But it's a part of this show. So, you know. It's uh, it, it's a thing where it's like I kind of understand it in the beginning, but there's a point where it, where you've definitely established that she is good, and you've also established in the show that demons can be good, and there, it's just like, well, why does she have to have the the bamboo muzzle on? Besides right. that, it's a cool character design thing. It's a weird kink thing in the end, I think. And, and like, that's the thing. I will say, this show does not have a lot of weird fan service that some, a lot of current animes do kind of employ sometimes. Like, there's shows that yeah. I have to check out of right away because I'm like, nah, that makes me uncomfortable. Like, I can there deal was... with jiggly titties and some other things here and there, seeing a slight upskirt once in a while. But, I don't know, when you got, like, disembodied hands spreading a girl's legs apart so you can see the number on her thigh, it definitely makes me uncomfortable <laughs> what that's a show that's a kind of popular right now called plunderer uh i kind of checked out after like the first six episodes because it was it was okay it was just okay and the weird stuff didn't make the just okay enough for me to keep watching it i remember um there was a show that eric and i watched like we started to watch the first episode. I think it was called Strike Witches. And it was about these, like, 14-year-old girls that have, like, planes at attached to their legs, basically, so that they can fly around. But they wear, f like, schoolgirl skirts while they do it. So while they're flying around, their skirts g are getting all blown up. And we're just, like... 10 minutes into this and we're just like there is just way there's been way too many panty shots on these very explicitly 14 year old girls to continue watching this show and it's also weird it, it was it's like a weird what if all these japanese girls were fighting in a world war ii like thing but their legs are <laughs> they wear robot airplane legs yeah that is uh definitely I don't know. Yeah, there's some there is some fan service stuff in anime that really puts me off. And this stuff is like it's like Nezuko has a really cute character design. I wouldn't yes. say it is it, it is something where it is like overly sexualized because she's just wearing like a big kimono basically. Right. Yeah, agreed. So in this first season, there's actually a bunch of different arcs. Some of the arcs are yeah. only like two or three episodes. It goes like final selection arc, first mission arc, Asakusa arc, which that I can't really remember what that was exactly. The Drumhouse um, arc, which okay, I'm so going to say was my favorite. Okay, the Asakusa arc, I, I do know what that is. Um, that's the one where they uh, come across the friendly demons, the, the, the demon doctor and, and her assistant. Oh, and, and that's yeah, where they that learn, was cool. Um, that's where they learn about the 12, uh, what's it called? 12... Kizuku? Nizuku? Yeah, the 12 Nizuku. And that's where we get like kind of the series overarching Kizuki. mission to, to heal Nezuko. 
because they need to collect uh he needs to collect blood from the 12 nezuku so that they can try to find a cure for nezuko i think it's kizuki kizuki like. yeah kizuki yeah um or the 12 demon moons but i stopped yeah um but after the drum house arc was the Natagumo mountain arc, which is like definitely the main chunk arc of this series. That one's like seven episodes. And then they have the rehab training arc after that. And that finishes out the season. Um, so the drum house arc was fucking awesome. I'm just going to say that drum house demon, the house that it's in, uh, like that shit was super fucking rad. Yeah, um, that's where we. So right before the or right in the beginning of the drum house arc, that's also where we get introduced to uh, Zenitsu, which it was another. I'm not a big uh, fan of Zeni, man. I'm not a big fan of him. Oh yeah, yeah, he sucks. He is. It's like uh, he's whiny he... and and too horny. He tries to be, like, the comic relief character, right? But he's cringy, and it's you don't like... Need, and it's just, like, you don't need the comic... You don't need him as comic relief when, also in this arc, you introduce uh, Inusuke. Yeah, Inusuke. Inusuke, yeah. Inusuke is, yeah, obviously the go-to for your comic relief kind of things, and I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, was, I, I was actually uh, reading the thing. Apparently, fans like uh, Zenny because they relate to him. And oh, it's like, oh, gross! Oh, that sucks. Not me. Uh, <laughs> I'm. I, I. It's like. It's like. Yeah, I've been cowardly, but I've also felt really bad about it, and I'm not like a fucking lech. I'm not. And fucking... it's like. It's also his character also sucks because he's oh. <laughs> He, he can only be badass when he just, like, panics and goes unconscious, and then, like, becomes badass in his second self. Yeah. So, He got for a me, little bit better Zenitsu during training. is a, 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 uh, thumbs down for me. Yeah. He got struck by lightning and it turned his hair blonde. Yeah, I'm not necessarily big on his <laughs> hair cut either. That bowl cut. Yeah. Not great for yeah. cosplay. He, he oh yeah he's big dork um but yeah yeah we're introduced to inusuke right am i saying that right yeah inusuke Inusuke. i believe that's how you say um yeah so yeah the fucking drum house is really cool so they find some kids outside because their brother was um their brother was kidnapped because he's got, like, some extra special tasty blood for demons. It's essentially like if they eat him, that's like eating a hundred people. It's He's, like, got supercharged blood. So, Tandro's gotta, gotta go inside. And, goddamn, that drum demon's so cool. He His body's just covered in drums, and he can change the fucking uh orientation of the house by by slapping his different drums or he can send like a claw attack out and it's so rad 
I yeah, it, all the fights with that guy, you know, whenever they show cuz the fights kind of happen throughout different episodes with him and like every time they start to scrap with him and he just hits that drum and they start to figure out how to time it and then how to jump with the you know, gravity of the walls, everything changing, you got a quick shift and well, bounce it's a- off that wall. Dodge's yeah, claw attack. Tangier- uh, yeah, ta- uh, Tanjiro's stuff is intercut with, eventually, uh, Zenitsu has to come in, because, like, the kids that they were watching end up inside. Um, so he ends up having to fight some other demons there, too. There's, like, one with, a uh, weird, gross tongue, and, <sighs> oh, yeah, that's when we, um, that's when we first learn about Zenitsu's, uh, power where he could, he's only good when he's unconscious right i do like uh it, this is where we first kind of get the real exposure to inusuke because they don't run at, into him when he's becoming a demon slayer because he's the guy that when they all meet up they're like oh yeah some dude already just ran up in there like he wasn't waiting here like everybody was supposed to yeah uh, it feels like they're the only good demon slayers, uh, that aren't the most badass high-ranking ones. That's right, we, well, I we mean, don't... that's just what we've gotten exposed to, you know, in this first season and everything like that. This is just this section of some demon slayer corps of, you know, their secret organization. Because that's the thing, the general public doesn't know about demon demons when they're in that city and tanjiro is walking around with a sword and stuff people are like what the fuck what's this little kid doing with a sword right so in oh oh and it's so interesting because muzen seems to be a notable figure within regular society you know yeah right? he has a he has a wife and kids Oh yeah, that's something. Um, that's something that we found out in the arc before uh, the drum arc is uh, Tanjiro actually it fucking encounters Muzan. Yeah, and that's where he gets lear- his scent. We learn later. No, he gets his scent be- from. Um, oh, from from yeah, his from house, the site. from, from yeah. his from his parent from that his family's he, murder. He started freaking out because of that scent. Yeah, he smelled it again. Yeah, he's like I'll never forget that scent. And yeah, he's got a wife and kid. And it's—I mean, that's like, the only reason Tanjiro didn't try to gut him right there, right? Yeah, because he was holding his son. Uh, bu- bu- bu. but yeah, let, um, talk a little bit about the next arc, the Nagato, Nagato Mu. Yeah, I can't oh, say the... that. Where the they're in the, the the mountains with the spider. They're dealing with demons. one of the lower 12, right? Or the lower 6? Um, so, at first, I th- they think that drum guy is one of the 12, but it turns out right. he's actually not. Um, but, yeah, f- after that, they go to, they get... Um, they're dealing with that, get... like, family of demons. Well, well, yeah, but um, first they get they get healed up. They they have like a little bit. They have a little break before they get sent to the fucking um, mountain because they're all pretty fucked up from 
the oh uh, from the, dealing with that drone guy oh yeah for sure well not not just, not even that it's because <laughs> after they're done with that fucking uh inusuke are uh, in god inusuke. i i pre inusuke um like <laughs> he and tanjiro fucking get into like a goddamn brawl outside of the house and then uh and then fucking Tondro gives him the old fucking headbutt, and, and it'll, like, no. Oh, that's out. right. That's, like, one of Tondro's secret fucking weapon moves, dude. That ends up being so dope was his fucking head, dude. His head is, like, rocked. Yeah, it's his like, head is so that's strong. That's his third special ability. <laughs> <laughs> um... But yeah, so they're all fucking broken and battered, and and by the time they're healed up, um, this is the thing I like uh, that I don't think we've mentioned. They get their missions from crows. They they got they have. Oh crows yeah, yeah, yeah. They have the individual mission. crows. I do also really like that. I'm a fan of crows in general, so <laughs> that's definitely something that I uh, I appreciate and I'm about. But. But yeah, they get all... So their mission is they have to, um... Go to this mountain where apparently ten other demon slayers had sent that had been sent there before. Uh, but they all started turning on each other. Uh, because a fucking, uh, spider demon lady was, um, manipulating them with thread. So they're being puppeted around. So they have to fucking deal with this whole issue the first yeah the first big thing they have to deal with is just like well we have to somehow take out all these demon slayers without killing them uh but eventually the spider lady just kills all the demon slayers that that she's puppeting she just like i think she like just twists all their bones until they break yeah the show's brutal when it gets to some action and it doesn't hold back when it comes to killing usually Oh yeah, I forgot to mention. Um, so yeah, um, uh, Tanjiro and and Inusuke, uh, Inusuke, uh, they both head straight into the mountain right away. Uh, but Zenitsu fucking just is like curled up in a ball outside, and they just leave him there. And he feels hurt. He that this is a thing that made me so annoyed by him, where he's just like, oh, I know I was weak, but. They should have. They should have stayed and 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 waited for me. I would have eventually gotten there. And it's just like, no, dude, fuck you. People's lives are on the line. Yeah, he's a little bitch. Um, but eventually he stops bitching and uh, he fucking he gets goddamn bit by a spider really quick and uh, starts turning into a spider. <laughs> that was funny. Um, and he eventually deals with dude cuz Oh yeah, we find out in this that even though he's got that super powerful like uh thunder breath or whatever, he only ever learned one. He only ever mastered one uh technique like the one first move. the yeah. first form. Yeah. Um but he gets him, he kills the spider. Yeah. And what is it? He eventually Oh yeah, eventually they they get they send um 
what's her name? The butterfly, uh, Hashiram. And the dude from before, the dude that, um, rescued Tanjiro and Nezuko when they first, uh, when she first got turned into. Gyu, and I can't remember the elder butterfly. I believe the younger one's name is, like, Kona or something like that. Konono or something. Yeah. Um. That's on you, man. You watch this show. I know, you and I definitely... It. I I definitely, I definitely writ, writ, oh, wrote down her name, too. Um, whatever, it'll come up. Sure! Butterfly, butterfly lady. Yep. Um, the- yeah, she, she, she saves, she saves him. Uh, but while that's all happening, they fucking, uh, Tanjiro and, uh, Inosuke are fucking dealing with the goddamn big old daddy spider cuz cuz we learn this is a family of demon spiders. Uh they kill the mom so they don't have to deal with the puppets anymore. Um but now they got to deal with dad. Dad's not even the uh, big bad, right? Isn't it that kid that was like the big bad? Yeah, they that first they think that that the dad's going to be the big bad, but yeah, then as the whole arc uh continues, it's revealed that it's actually like the the little boy that surprise surprise, you couldn't see his eye most of the time because it was covered up by his hair and he's got one of the he's one of the lower 5 or lower 6 or whatever. Oh, sorry about that. Um, where was I? Talking about how he was one of the lower six. Oh yeah, he was one of the lower six. Um, he oh oh, we learned that there's an eleventh form of water breathing. Oh, that's and... when Gyu comes in and starts wrecking. Yeah, house. yeah, yeah. Cause uh, yeah, Tanjiro finally gets into it oh yeah okay 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 can't can't skip past this um so they deal with dad uh the dad spider uh it's actually pretty fucking cool because um uh inosuke is just like well his fucking arms are so tough they can't cut through it with one slice so he's just like well, I've got two swords, so I'll just take my sword and slash oh, into him. Just start and just hammer in it. Yeah, yeah. That's why. That's why he's my he's my boar boy, man. Love that guy. It, well, everything that motivates him is just like, oh, if you can do that, I can do that too. Fuck you. Yeah, absolutely. This fight is also where uh, when they start fighting the kid that's part of the lower six that's where nezuko really starts whooping ass as well yeah yeah she um she starts fighting this is where this is when she gets uh some demon blood magic she gets like blood exploding um and she fucking uses that to uh give Tanjiro the uh the like opening to fucking slice Spider Boy's head off. It but, stays on by a thread. But well it's it is actually how he describes it is he sliced his own head off like right before Tanjiro did so that it would grow back. Right. And it's just like, oh that's so cheap. More 
more demons should fucking do that. That's so genius. <laughs> yeah, it really um, is. But, but yeah. also during that, that's when, during this fight, that's when you see some of Tanjiro's heritage of whatever yes. kind of fire dancer father that he had before. Yes. Um, yeah, he uses his father's breathing technique because his father was like an old, his father, he specifically says his father was sickly. And, um, but he used to do these ritual dances and he taught his son this breathing technique that you can use that you can basically keep going forever and you won't get exhausted. Um, and that turned his water dragon into a fucking fire dragon. And that fucking slashes through this like big, strong web cage that, um, the, uh, spider boys is fucking... Uh, sending at him yeah but yeah then um but yeah then uh we learn about the 11th form because fucking uh what's his name the i think it's gyu all right he shows up and uh he just so casually deals with him he uses the 11th form and it's just like all the webs just don't even touch him they just bounce past him and then he just casually walks towards the kid, and we I think we see a POV shot, and he's just, like, walking towards him, and then he's just gone, and then the kid's head just fucking falls off. And... Yeah, dude is pretty raw. Yeah. And then we learn that um, the butterfly lady, uh, she, she uses a sword that can't decapitate. Uh, so instead she coats her blades in, uh, a wisteria-based poison that can kill demons. And she fucking just annihilates another one of, um, of the spider siblings. Because also throughout this, it's really weird that right at the end of it, they start doing a bunch of flashbacks to all the spider. Like we, we get a flashback to the spider boy and we learn that he was, uh, he was sick and dying and Muzan gave him power. Uh, but then he ended up killing his family. And, uh, that's why he made the spider family because he wanted, um, <clears throat> he wanted a family of his own. Um, and that was a little weird. I feel like we could have, maybe intersperse some of those throughout the whole mountain saga. Sure. Instead right, of just, instead of just, just, just it. Be- exactly. Cause it's like, Oh, it would have been nice to know this beforehand to see a little bit of, of this backstory. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but yeah, once they I, kill them and wrap it all up, it starts going into the rehabilitation arc where Tanjiro actually learns total concentration breathing. That's when he learns that stuff, right? Yeah, he learned like con- um total I think it's like total concentration breathing constant where he's doing it all the constant, time even in his yes. sleep. Um but I at first they um Tanjiro has to go on trial. Because he's a demon slayer and he's been traveling with a demon this whole time. And what is it? We, we meet one. Uh, there's a Hashira that uh, 
is really obsessed with fla- with things being flamboyant. It's like, yes, you should do that, but do it in a flamboyant way. Ha <laughs> uh, I liked him. Uh, I did not like the wind, uh, Hashara, whatever his name is, because uh, he brought out uh, Nezuko's box and is being a fucking dick. He, like, stabs into it. Yeah, that guy was a prick. And and then um, Tanjiro gives him a fucking headbutt. And and everyone's just like, whoa! He landed a he fucking landed a blow on him and fucking hit him hard with his head. Yeah, that I head love butt, that. That's man. a special move. Yeah, dude, it's so it's absolute banger. Um, but then uh, the master shows up, and he's like the leader of the demon slayers, <clears throat> and his face is all fucked up. Sure, uh, yeah. He's, like, blind, right? I think so. I, bl- I, b- I would believe so. Quote. In quotes. Blind. He yeah, can, like, he sense pro- shit, though. He probably sees more than the rest of us do. <laughs> um, But it turns out that the Master has sanctioned uh, Tanjiro and Nesco to hunt demons together. Because it turns out that uh, Mr. Uradaki Ur- uh, uh, sent him a letter... Uh, informing him that Nesco still had kept her human emotions. And if it turns out that they're wrong, uh, uh, Tanjiro, uh, Uridaki, and Tomoka. Tomoka! Okay, that's the name of the, um... That's the name of the guy that, uh... Yeah, yeah, Tomoka. Uh, he... Um, they'll have to... So, yeah, if, uh... If Nezuko ha- uh, like ends up killing someone, they will all have to commit seppuku or harikari or whatever. Oh uh, yeah, 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 sure. Yeah. The interesting thing with Nezuko too, part of the reason why she's demon but still like uh, retained her sense of self a bit was when she was uh, sleeping right after that first encounter. Uh, she was practically in a coma for that you know time that those two years while Tanjiro was uh, training. And mm. they like brainwashed her in her sleep to love yeah, humans I didn't and li- protect I, humans. All yeah. humans are family. Yeah, she see, she literally sees uh, all people that aren't a threat as her literal family. Yeah, and uh, I it's it's like okay, <laughs> so you've got this literal brainwashed girl with a muzzle and in a box, right? Yep. That's why she's my biggest complaint of this show. Her like her character is my biggest complaint of this show. But when she does when she does show up, she does cool shit. Yeah. She sure does. It's a shame they had to go the route of brainwashing and muzzles and just well, no dialogue from her. Well, it's, it's easier to have uh I don't know. I don't know. It's easier to write for a female when you have a muzzle on her. They don't have to talk. Yeah. Well, uh, well, you can just implant everything you want her to be. Oh, gross. (laughs) Right. Uh, There's um, there's a show called I think it's called a High Score Girl that is about like um, 
It's about this kid who is obsessed with uh, arcade games. It's like it, it takes place between basically in like the Japanese arcade boom in the early 80s and late 90s. Um, but it's about him and this girl. They kind of fall in love over their mutual like love of video games, except for it's kind of him falling in love with like two or th- or two or three other girls falling in love with him and him not realizing it because he just really likes video games. <laughs> uh, but the first, like the main girl, um, doesn't talk at all throughout like all two or three seasons of the show. Does not talk, and I'm just like, I don't get it. I don't get it. And she's supposed to be, like, the main one that you like, because one of the other girls has really weird blonde eyelashes that just make it look like she has, like, fuzz around her eyes. Weird. Yeah. But it is also, like, it has a bunch of cool stuff about, like, old retro video games, and I love hearing about that shit. And I realized Japan uh, did arcades so much better. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because they had all these around clean... to this day. On, it, honestly, if you want <laughs> an example, yeah. it's like, well, they still have them. <laughs> That's how well, there's they also, did them better. They have like, um, you know how the arcade machines look in Animal Crossing? Yeah. Yeah, they're just this white box, and then it's got the the fucking banner art and stuff. Well, that was like every arcade, like every big arcade was just those machines, and you could. The, like, genius of those machines is you could just swap out whatever game's in there, change the banner art on it, and then bingo, bango, you've got a different machine running. And they had machines that would run two-player on two machines. So you'd be playing Street Fighter against someone, like, back-to-back. full screen. Or head-to-head. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's cool. It was definitely cool. But. But we're not talking about arcade stuff. Uh, no, we're talking video about... Video games are for not uh, too specific. Yeah. Well, we could do... I, I, I've been floating an idea of how we could do a binge and purge with a video game. Oh. It's, po- it's possible. I... We should explore that idea. We'll talk about that. Yes. Yes, yes. Um, but back to, uh, Demon Slayer. Um... So yeah, Tandro and Nesco are, um, uh, or first the before they're accepted, the Wind Hash- uh, Hashira doesn't believe that Nesco can be good, so he like slices into his arm and he fucking opens up her box, and she definitely uh, drools. She is definitely drooling, but then she just turns her head away. She's just like, no, and no. that that does it. That uh, so. They get taken to, um, what is it, Tanjiro and Inosuke get taken to, um... Yeah, these five episodes are definitely, like, a nice little wrap-up arc. It sets up uh, Tanjiro and the rest for having a little bit more power and ability for when they come back in the next installment. Um, it... What with their total breathing concentration constant and everything like that. Um, also, 
it just it is a general nice kind of cool down from the climax of the mountain arc i feel like um it's it's a lot lower stakes the 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 big stakes of this are just like well are they gonna pass training are they gonna be able to throw are they gonna be able to throw that water in that girl's face or uh, (laughs) yeah right right. like catcher and tag yeah or are they gonna uh, be able to blow up explode those big gourds it's fun and it's a nice cooldown and there's not like all that extreme violence that you've had throughout the series as much. Um, but yeah. and, uh, um, it also, has, as far as setting well, up wait, stuff, one, go for well, it. There's one thing I just wanted to go for. Uh, it's uh, uh, There's also, <laughs> because Zenitsu was poisoned by a spider, he started turning into, a demon spider, he started turning into a spider. And there's a significant, there's like a good three or four episodes where he just has really shrimpy arms and legs because they have to, he has to wait for them to grow back. Yeah, and I definitely pretty, thought that was funny. That's the most uh, likable time of Zenitsu is when he doesn't have his limbs right. And even then he's still being a punk because he's just like, oh no, I don't want to take the medicine. It's yucky. Yeah, he's a little bitch. Yeah. But I... I do like this cooldown arc because, you know, we get to see that lineup of the Hashira and, you know, just seeing them makes me excited for, you know, the future of the series and seeing more of what all those people can fucking lay down in a fight um, and their different personalities and backgrounds and stuff like that. Uh, but we also get to see, you know, it sets up for the next arc, which is the train arc, which is going to end up being a movie, uh, that's releasing pretty soon relative to when we're recording this podcast, as far as I'm aware. Um, I'm down with that. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be pretty tight, but we get to see, uh, the leader of the demons moves in, changed their form. We he uh they collected the lower six of the moon uh the Kizuki and slaughters them. Except for one, the one that says the the right thing, which is the rest of them beg for their lives, and the last one alive is just like, oh god, this is so cool. I'm so glad you saved me for last, man. I can't wait for you to fucking kill me. This is tight. And Muzan and Muzan's just like, that's that's a pretty that's some pretty cool shit you just said. Here, have some more power. And <laughs> yeah, he's gonna be the fucking. Uh, he's the train demon. He's the demon yeah. on the train. We. Um, there is a thing we find out about uh, before they head off that apparently, fire breathing is different than flame breathing, and there is a um. What's it's like name? a taboo of it too. Like they they make the they they're clear to say to Tanjiro is like it is not fire breathing. It is it, flame breathing. Yeah the the flame Hashara or Hashara whatever Hashira whatever Hashira yeah um he he's yeah he's apparently the one that that that's made the distinction that is just like no this is a very this is different than fire breathing they're not interchangeable terms uh but they don't get into it more than that and apparently um the uh flame hashira is also on that train right now too 
when they when yeah. they get to the end. And they're so it's so the, I love the little bits at the end where uh, Zenitsu at least had at least knows a bit about being in like civilization, but fucking Tanjiro and and Tanjiro or uh, Inosuke thinks a train is a giant beast he has to conquer, and Tanjiro <laughs> thinks it's like a giant nature spirit. Yeah, they're pretty great in their ignorance. Like, especially Inusuke just trying to, like, smash at it right away. Yeah, he that well, that's his go-to for everything. Oh, of course. But, yeah. Um, so, general opinions of this show. Where do you lie at, having just watched it in your relative short amount of time? Um, yeah, I watched it over, like, I think it was, like, a month, um, but I liked it, um, I probably wouldn't have watched it if you hadn't have suggested it to me, um, just because it being, uh, a subtitled show, it's something you have to actually dedicate your attention to while watching it, it's not something that you can just kind of dick around on your phone while watching um yeah so far the dub for this hasn't come out or anything like that so it is one of those that you gotta sit down and pay attention to personally for me when it comes to anime i do generally choose the subs over dubs but that's just a personal preference i have uh my whole thing i don't i'm not particular one way or the other but if i start a show like subbed or dubbed i have to continue doing it that way or else keep with it that way yeah sure um but yeah i really dug it uh i do we rate shows do we rate the shows on this or we just kind of i don't know that we i i honestly i haven't re-listened to our episode of doom patrol that we uh, had so i don't don't... remember if we gave this a rating or not um but if we we wanted to give it a rating we could yeah let's not I give it a rating of, uh, I enjoy it, and I think other people would enjoy it too. It doesn't have, it, it, it's, it's a good anime that, the, like we were saying before, it doesn't succumb to a lot of issues with, like, um, gratuitous fan service, or just, like, sure. there, it, there isn't a scene I would, uh, th- I, there isn't a lot of sh- stuff in this show I would, like, feel uncomfortable if someone walked into the room while i was watching it while there have definitely yeah yeah other than the high intense violence somebody might walk in and be like oh what the fuck but they're not gonna walk in and see some you know girl's skirt being pulled up and be like oh what the fuck yeah uh there's the two differences in that but um as far as i i would say in first season of this show as a shonen type anime it doesn't um so far, there's not filler that really um, I find unnecessary. Everything in this seemed like it did have a pers- uh, like purpose in all the different arcs and whatnot that they have. You know, some of the arcs listed are only two episodes, but you know, it definitely that had those two episodes. They include you know a fair amount of stuff. It builds up the story well in the first season, and it lets us off in a place that I feel excited to see more of it. Oh, sorry. You got cut off there. Oh, well, 
That's why we have our dual recordings, right? Yes, yes, that that is good. Um, but what I really liked about you, know, like you were saying about the like the filler arcs and stuff, is like the or it, it's not what I liked about this is each episode kind of flows into the next. It kind of it's or it, well, not just does that. Like most episodes, they'll start where the last episode literally literally they'll play like the last couple like 15 seconds of what happened in the last episode and that'll be the beginning before the credits to be like okay and this is where we're going we're still in the middle of this fight right they have good pre-episode recaps as far as that kind of stuff is concerned some animes are a little sloppy with their pre-episode recaps and instead maybe favor for going towards a uh, like flashback during the middle of the episode yeah well even the like the, if i was going to knock it i would say that some of the demon flashback stuff could have been interspersed earlier throughout their arcs because it does feel like you get most of the demon flashback. You you get the first beginning stuff of the demons are these super predatory monsters in the beginning. In the beginning of the arc when they're introduced. And then by the end it's just like, oh, these were once these were once people. I do uh, that's... think that's on purpose. I, I do think that is for you to first have a mystery of what the fuck is this monster. Mm-hmm. For then and then to lead into that discovery of, oh shit, what the fuck this thing is, and then the discovery of, how did this thing get that way? Um, but, I th- and, and I think that it's laid out well enough during most of it, but you watched I, it more recently than I have, so. I, I think it's specifically the, the spider one, because that one was like two episodes in a row, where it was just like, okay, we've got the main boys, uh, the main evil spider boys um flashback and then the next episode there's just and here's a side one that of the a sister you haven't really seen before here's her flashback and then um she gets poisoned by the butterfly girl and that's the thing too we don't read the manga so maybe there's a thing with that where you know those characters had more prevalent roles but then in the anime they just kind of chopped it up a little differently yeah. Um, but yeah, other than that and how, like, Nezuko is a cool character, but also has a lot of issues. Yes. Agreed. I, th- I, I think a majority of them could be solved if, um, she just didn't wear a muzzle. Like, I can understand the box. The box thing is just like, well, sh- it's you do that with Someone, a vampire. Right? Give her yeah, a you do that with a vampire or something. I don't know, man. Yeah, <laughs> I've expressed my discomfort with this character. So, um, I, as far as animes go, I liked it. I enjoyed it. I want to see more of it. Ah, me too. Me too, definitely. Um, so. We don't have a plan for the next episode, what we're going to watch next. We don't, but if you're listening to this episode and you've made it this far of us talking about this, I do have anime recommendations of stuff that I've been watching recently. (laughs) Um, 
you know, there's Infinite Dendogram or something like that. It's kind of a dungeon crawler, sword art online-esque anime. Uh, also, uh, Millionaire Detective is an anime that's currently airing that I think is pretty rad. Uh, God of High School is more up that action alley anime, also currently an airing. Um, God of High School is exclusively on Crunchyroll, and I thought there was a funny scene because it's like, there's literal, like, matches that happen in these rings and when you're like getting this zoom up to the ring on the side where they have like advertisements it's literally a crunchy roll advertisement in the show <laughs> oh man it's uh snake eating its own tail there but uh by um, far the thing that i want to plug the most is apera ranman which is quickly becoming one of my favorite shows and uh Maybe you don't start watching it until the current season ends, and maybe we'll do that for another Binge and Purge, and I'll get into why I love that show so much. What's that one called? Apera Ranman. Apera Ranman. Okay. Um, if I was going to suggest an anime, uh, one I've been watching lately is a show called uh, Dick Town. And it is, it stars John Hodgman, where he plays an Encyclopedia Brown-like character named John Hunchman, um, where he it's solves... It's an anime? <laughs> well, it's animated. Okay. <laughs> hey. I, I everything. was so... Everything you were saying about it would lead me to believe that it was a animation. Yes. Um, maybe. <laughs> But not necessarily. <laughs> um. But 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 yeah. He solves. Uh. He solve. He's an adult man who solves. Uh. Who solves teen detect. He's a teen detective. Oh, nice. That sounds and, like John Hodgman. Yeah, I watched the first couple episodes of it. and It's pretty funny. Um. But other than that, I've honestly just been watching a shit ton of superhero movies. Um. I watched through. Uh, Bat Batman versus Superman and uh, the Justice League. I then... okay. So little preface at the end of this episode. Uh, we're both kind of DC fanboys, and even though the DC cinematic universe has not been necessarily uh, great, um, I hear I'll there. Make... I'll hear I'll there's the... oh, good on. stuff in there. I hear there's good stuff in there. I I checked out after Batman versus Superman, but I hear there's some decent stuff. So you're if completely you right to too. pick out like three films from the DC universe and do like a special, you know, three films binge and purge. I I do one of those. Are there three? I guess <laughs> you got to think. Are there three good ones? Well, that, that's the thing. Uh, I mean, there's, there's I haven't like, seen Wonder Woman. I haven't seen Aquaman. I haven't seen Justice League. I haven't seen uh, that. That's like all of them, uh, right? Shazam. Oh, I haven't seen Shazam. Yeah, no. Uh, I the one thing I will say is <sighs> Zack Snyder was the wrong person to pick to lead the DC universe because it was like, yeah, in the early two thousands, we wanted a grittier, more realistic take on a fucking, on our superheroes with like Batman begins. And the, uh, the, the Batman trilogy was a good realistic grounded take on that stuff. But when Zack Snyder took over with man of steel, 
I think it started this whole universe off on a very sour, dark note, where it was just like, yeah, our first introduction to Superman, he has to murder someone. And then our second introduction to Superman, he has to fight Batman and then die. Yeah, I I mean, we can Um, talk about all the wrong goings with that kind of stuff if we get into that kind of stuff. For now, I say we just wrap it up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we can wrap it up. All right. Um, Well, if you've been listening to our ramblings, I say thank you. Yes, thank you for listening. Uh, We kept it. Oh, we, we actually kept it pretty short this time. The last one was like an hour and a half. Yeah, I was trying to, you know, clean up the formatting on this one a little bit, try to keep us a little bit concise, because, uh, you know, I like listening to long stuff, but it's, once it gets into that, you know, approaching two hours mark uh, on the raw cut, <laughs> there's well, something that we gotta do. There's a thing I've noticed um, with a lot of podcasts where they start off shorter and then just as they go on, the episodes tend to get longer until they reach about an average length. Right. Um, and with us starting off long, uh, that doesn't <laughs> bode well, buddy. Yeah. But I, actually, I liked about this show is that it, because it had the arc structure, it was easier. We didn't have to go episode by episode. We could just go like, oh, I liked the stuff that happened in this arc. And Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, uh, you've been, uh, John. And you've been Merle. Yeah, and, uh, we've been binging and purging. And we'll keep on doing that until the next time we talk to you. Yeah. I should, I should stop trying to make up ending stuff on the fly. Yeah, I just say goodbye and be good to each other. That's a, yeah, that's a good message. Bye. Swamp Things I Hate About You is now available on Apple Podcasts. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. And remember, only dumb kids dream.